Welcome to episode 5 of Conversations with Colour. This episode, I'm joined by a musician that's MOBO Award nominated, winner of the BBC One Extra Hot List, and two UK R&B awards, and I'm also so honoured to call him my friend. George is a Croydon-based artist that has been on a meteoric rise since the release of his motion picture-assisted project, Almost an Adult, in 2020. He has now seen a tremendous success with over 20 million streams. Well, thank you for coming. Do you, do you like the colour coordination? Yeah, I was just trying to read the book. There's, there's a lot of different stuff in there. Um, Alchemist. Yeah? Are you a philosopher? Book changed my life. Really? Yeah, that book really changed. When I was 18, it changed my life. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. Big book. It is. It is. I think um, for me, there's one on there called It's Not About the Burqa. It's not about the burqa. Yeah. And um, for context, like I'm not religious. <laughs> but for me, it was about my relationship with clothes. Uh, um, interesting. And how dressing and what that meant. You know, growing up, I was never allowed to wear like short skirts or like crop tops. So I used to, back in the days when borders existed. Yeah, 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 yeah. So in Brighton, I used to go out clubbing. And used to borders used to have these bookshelves that you could spin. Yeah. And there was a section like top floor at the back where I used to keep my clubbing clothes. Mm. And it's so weird that obviously I kept clothes in the store, right? Of course, yeah. And I used to go change in the toilets and then I used to go out clubbing. And that's where like all my forbidden clothes were. Mm. And it changed my relationship with clothes because dressing, I would say like provocatively, theoretically, um, was about me expressing who I was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, this is me, like, I'm showing flesh. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. it was, that was a big, big change for me. Um, So I love that book. But Good. yeah. I didn't know about, I didn't know how much fashion was an expression. Because obviously, I, I'm from the ends, isn't it? It was just, it was the tracksuit, tracksuit <laughs> mafia. Like, it was about having the best tracksuit or just having a tracksuit. What would be the best tracksuit, though? It was a Nike dry fit. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. It was a night dry fit, yeah, yeah, basic, pretty basic. I mean, we talked about schooling before, right? And mm. I think that's how much my schooling played into it. Like, we had a uniform and it was dark colours. That was it. Like, that's what I would wear for, like, 10, 15 hours a day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, times, you know, I had Saturday school and stuff like that or, like, extracurriculars. And so, like, the individuality. Whilst, like, I have such an agreement for school uniforms in the sense of, like, who's rich and who's poor like you can't tell with a uniform yeah like, i like that about it yeah but there is like the expression part where yeah like, but then you have mufti day <laughs> you have weekends <laughs> we do you know what i mean you got we- oh, you probably didn't have mufti day but i didn't we, realize we didn't call it mufti day what'd you call it we just wear your own clothes day oh yeah we call it mufti day but then i realized that everyone had to give in like two pound yeah yeah, yeah. you had to pay to yeah, yeah. so it was a money-making scheme where did the money go not to charity I don't know. I don't okay. know. Maybe, All right, I don't know. I don't know at, at my school because my school needed the money. Okay. And at school, we already talked about how maybe you weren't <laughs> like <laughs> maybe the most academic or pushed yourself to be the most academic. I, I was top of the class. I was always top of the class. But I, I didn't, I didn't try. <laughs> you didn't try? <laughs> no, I didn't try. didn't try. And then I think it caught up on me. GCSEs I was like oh okay things are a little bit hard 
Okay. I don't want to excel. I just feel like I could excel, but I want a life. I kind of want my weekends. And okay. I like being with my friends, you know? Oh, that's nice. I think that's a nice privilege to be with your friends. To be able to choose how how smart you want to be is, is a privilege, I'll be honest. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I used to, like I said, I used to just fail class on purpose. So... <laughs> Just thought so you could be more into Yeah, just so the bar wasn't so high, you know. Okay, I got you. <laughs> so the okay. bar wasn't so high with me. Whereas like um and then I found it I found people found my excellence quite intimidating. Mm. Which is probably something that still happens today. Um <laughs> But yeah, it was a it it wasn't a walk in the park socially at all. No. Okay. Um, academically, it wasn't a walk in the park, but it was just. But did you? So for me, I'm you know I was privileged enough to go to a private school, but and I told you this earlier, but I think I was one of maybe seven people that was a person of color, and like yeah. I went to an all girls school, and I think for me that has its own issues. Of course, of course. Um, Very layered. Yeah, and I think like look, there's maybe I think f- since obviously leaving school, I've found out that maybe three or four people were trans and imagine going to an all-girls school when actually that's not the gender mm, you identify mm. with i can't even begin to acknowledge that yeah um or comprehend it and but for me i think like there it was other people come out of it going oh it enabled me to not give two damn fucks about what men think and yeah. share your opinion and actually for me my two problems when i came out and i went into university was my race identity because hmm. i grew up thinking i had white privilege when i certainly did <laughs> rude awakening isn't it? yeah massively and obviously came to kingston and like kingston's so multicultural and it's so great but it was just like and everyone was like oh you're brown i'm like yeah, yeah, like, yeah thanks yeah. and they're like but where are you from and like where are you really from and all those kind of questions but like the absolute rude awakening of who i would hang out with how many times i get stopped by police yeah. how many times like that shit happens um and the other thing is actually me being in an all-female environment didn't enable me to stand up for myself in the way that i thought mm-hmm. i think if i had more masculine energy or w- had an awareness of what i would be up against yeah that's where i think i would have thrived yeah. nowadays i'm like yeah fine i don't give two fucks and i will push back but my youngest sister she's got three brothers <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> like she's calm and she, she went mixed school but she was calm. She, she was a breeze. Boys are a breeze to her. She was she's like, yeah. no one can tell her nothing because we can't tell her nothing. <laughs> uh, and that's good though. I love, I want that. I don't want men I'd to love just to be watch able that to walk action. over. Oh, she puts us in our place, man. Like, don't get it twisted. She understands when there's certain things, yep. you know, that her as a sister lean on her, leans on her big brothers for, isn't it? Yeah. She gets looked after. But she also knows she also knows, isn't it? She knows if we're wrong, you can. T- she, she, she don't. F- if she feels away about something, she's gonna let. She's gonna let us know, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? She will tell us. She'll be the first one to tell us that she's not happy, and I think that she's armed for the world. Like I feel not. I don't have any fear about her going out into the world and you know anything because I'm like you. You know, you, you've you've dealt with you've <laughs> you've dealt with. Some, we used to beat her up. Do you know what I mean? Like. I would beat her up like she's a boy. So savage. <laughs> of course. So she's steady. So I, I do hear it though. And I think when you're in private school, when you're in a girl's school, the absence of that. Mm. And I said to you before, like I, 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 I could have got in, well, I got into a boy's school. 
grammar school, and I, I, I never thought I wanted. I never wanted to go. I, yeah. I knew I didn't want to go. I knew from the exam I didn't want to go, but the exam was easy, <laughs> and I got in. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but yeah, I just thought this isn't this isn't for me. Like I'm not. I'm very big on social circles. Like I was, mm. like I said, I was top of the class anyway. So I'm gonna succeed. Put me around anything, I'm succeeding in it. But I, I didn't consciously think that. Mm. I just knew. One thing my dad always said to me was, "I'm always gonna have options," because you know. That's so nice. And that's the one thing you need in life is options. Like if you have yeah. options, then whatever choice you make is your choice. <laughs> it's not mm. a force. That's- you know. Yeah, so. I definitely didn't feel like I had options. You mm. know, I grew up in that stereotypical household where it's like lawyer, engineer, doctor. Like those, those are your damn options. And obviously, yeah. I'm neither. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I can PR and I, think, and I yeah. chat for a living, but but that's not a, that's not a bad place to be, isn't it? But then I think also knowing that I think with my parents anyway, because my brother was very much in sport. He still works in sport. Oh wow! I was meant to be the academic. Yeah. I was meant to be the academic. I was going to be an engineer, an entrepreneur. Or I was um, going to be an engineer. I was studying physics and maths. And just, I don't know why. I just did it because I thought that's the thing. You make good yeah. bread. Seems less strenuous than a lawyer. So then how did music get involved? Just found me, you know. I don't, I don't think it's mine. That's not my gift. It's my gift. It's, it's, I'm a vessel. Mm. And I've always had music in my life. Like my dad was in a band got a cousin that's a songwriter I've always been around music mm. but um, yeah I didn't I never thought of it as an active career path I just started liking making it then I I was in sixth form and I was broke <laughs> <laughs> and I was making music and I was like I need money to make music I also need money to do these other things college isn't getting me none of this at the moment um I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. I, I just want to, and I'm finding, and I'm starting to find that education actually kind of difficult. Okay. And I, and I'm not finding it fun Got anymore. You. So I'm not finding it fun. I'm not finding it easy. So it doesn't seem like an easy route to money. Mm. That's the only reason I'm doing any of this for, to be honest, is so I can get a good paying job. Yeah. So let me go find a job. Dropped out. Got an apprenticeship at Audi. Um, the car, not the supermarket. <laughs> <laughs> And then I used used about I was making about seven hundred and ninety pound a month, and I'd put two hundred pound a month into a studio. Wow! I'd get sixteen hours? No, three hundred and twenty. No, two hundred actually. I get sixteen hours a month, and I would go every week for two four hours. Okay. And I didn't even tell my parents until I got the job. Until I got the job, I said, "Yeah, guys, I've gone. I start my job Monday." <laughs> this is what's this is what's happening in it, and it was so vexed. to be a fly on the wall. Yeah, they were so vexed, they were so <laughs> vexed, man. But um, I don't know. It just didn't feel like the education path. It just didn't feel like my thing, man. The music just felt like the right thing. Mm. I felt like I could express myself, which was super important. Mm. Um, and then I, I realized I was good at it. People, you are good at it. Yeah, people were like, "Oh no, you're right. You know, like you're actually you're actually kind of good." <laughs> I, was like, I was like, "Oh, okay." cool fine let me keep doing this then was there ever a point where it turned for you where you're like oh, okay thank you for the compliment but yeah damn it i know i'm good mm. or is that only more recently i mean come on you've just come back from tour i know isn't it I, I, no because there was a moment i was like oh I, no because there's always the i always like my stuff mm. but i've noticed a lot of my opinions seem to be the 
opposite of the room, yeah. Uh, okay. So I don't really care about the opinion, if that if to yeah. be completely honest. And then what I found through music is the people that I wanted to impress, like the path that I wanted to people that was in front of me and I was like I want you guys I really think you guys would like it I really want you guys to like it they didn't like it or not they didn't like it or they hated it there was just they just didn't acknowledge it innit this episode is supported by Unheard the company that means music marketing has never been easier over 65,000 artists from 129 countries have used Unheard to run powerful marketing campaigns Unheard provides a data-led marketing platform that helps artists reach their most valuable fans in just a few clicks. Check them out today. I'm talking way... I'm talking like about... early like, days. Like, yeah, 16, okay. 17, 18. Okay. I was talking about the, them days. And then I started just... I said, you know what? I'm just going to make what I love. Mm. And then the people that love my stuff found me. Yeah. Oh, my music found people that loved it. We started building a core, like... There was a time when every, everyone in the ends... Because I was coming up with the likes of, like, Crypticon and... Mm-hmm. Stormzy Cadet uh, Section Boys and they was all more of a similar path like the more hood rap jumpy up and downy mm-hmm. rhyme tunes bangers I was always going down the more soulful route yeah yeah and then I remember I went on tour with this random guy from Southampton called Tom Man um, I just met him and then he <laughs> just took me on tour and I went to his show and we, we did a show in London and it was like maybe like a 200 people and they all knew me before before I was there they were screaming my name and I was like oh snap F- forget about these men from the ends because there's this whole world out there that's like found you yeah this is this is a whole new world and it's yeah. amazing and you can meet new people and it's like oh so I don't even care about impressing mm. everyone else anymore I'm just going to do my thing and people will find me and then I stopped caring about opinions and then you made a big, and then you made me ugly cry on your door. <laughs> <laughs> made you ugly cry. I wish I saw it. <laughs> I wish I saw it. Oh, man. Your parents saw it, if that helps. Did they? Yeah. Uh, I sat there. No, I was yeah, like, they did say, they did say someone was, someone said, was fully someone ugly crying. Someone was cry. fully ugly crying. Yeah. Well, Stephen came and found me afterwards, and I was like, <laughs> um, no, you I think Stephen, you know Stephen? Beforehand. Well, no, I obviously met him. You met him at the show? Why did you meet Stephen? No, I met him before. Well, obviously, I think Adam obviously met everyone before. Huh? Oh, yeah, Adam obviously. Adam always him. gets that privilege first. I've, no, I was at the album. We did a listening. No, I met him at the film. Actually, no, I know where I met him. The first time when you did, it's with DWE and Izzy. Oh, and I snap. met him yes. at your at the filming in Fulham. Yes, yes. And actually, oh, that's my claim to fame because I was in a music video before Adam, so suck it. D.W. Lee as well, you know. That's a <laughs> yeah. Big Do you know what? He was really nice to me and everyone thought, because I know that I have a young face, but everyone thought I was Izzy's friend. And I was like, it was in a time, especially I had started my own company. Yeah. Specializing in diversity and inclusion, PR, like going for it. And I was in a phase where I was like, I'm just gonna say yes to fucking everything, and I think you posted on Instagram being like, "Does anyone yeah, want to be on my music yeah, yeah. video?" And I was like, "Fuck it, I'm saying yes, let's yeah, do it." I remember, I still remember that. Um, and yeah, and I just remember I saw DWE, and I was like, I think I just was like, "Oh my god, like I'm such fan girl," and I just like, I was holding this Kiko bag, and he was like, "Oh, I really like Kiko," and I was yeah. like, "He's a fashion then, man, you know." You, I didn't until very, at that point. He's a very fashionable man. First time I met him. We were recording the song actually, and um, he came. He had this LV pouch, <laughs> and I was like, and he came. And where the studio is, like a bit hood, yeah. 
he came, him and his manager, I know man them, and there was Bear Youngers in the studio. And then he just walked, he walked down the middle of the road. <laughs> like, could have walked on the pavement, walked down the middle of the road, and I went, no, this guy's a bad man. I walked through everyone in the studio, but then everyone just became a nice, oh, damn, DW is here. Like, he's a real legend. Like, but real also legend. so humble, like, yeah, so kind to everyone. Calm. Like, it doesn't, I think, because also I was quite nervous, because obviously when I went in, not knowing anyone, came yeah, out, yeah, and yeah. like, had obviously made friends and stuff. Because everyone's cool. Yeah. My, my people were cool. But yeah, I was saying, so you had this pouch, yeah? And I'm like, I was looking at him just trying to find something to talk about. I was like, oh, bro, like, it's a wavy pouch. Like, what, what shop did you get that from? He was like, what? But <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't know LV? <laughs> he was like, no. I said, no, oh, like, what Louis, did you go to the Louis store? Did you get it from oh. there? He was like, no, 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 Virgil gave me this. I was like, oh, <laughs> cool. <laughs> okay, you're different. I, I was just thinking, you're, you're, you're super gone. Like, you're actually, like, you're gone, gone. That was like... Okay, there's levels to this. Yeah. <laughs> At the time, I thought I was the guy I'd signed. I had a bit of bread. I got DWE on my tune. But then he came and he weren't even stunting on me. That was just what he just, wore to yeah. leave the house, innit? And I thought, yeah. I was like, how much is it worth? He said, bro, probably priceless. I was like, mm. I was like you're not even lying. Like, <laughs> you're not even gassing it up. That's just what it is. Like, it's crazy to me. He's a big boy. He's a big man still. Oh, to live that life if anyone wants to give that to me I'd be someday so welcoming listen when you're listen I'll say that off, off the air <laughs> you get me yeah. my Louis deal <laughs> trust me <laughs> um but yeah okay alright but you've come a long way and I did ugly cry at your gig but I think it for me it was such like a roundabout way like I remember when I don't know how I think actually it was obviously at the video that I first started chatting to you. Yeah. But I feel like it's come like full circle for me to see you succeed. Mm. And like, it was also so emotional to see everyone there. Like yeah, everyone yeah, yeah. that you had sort of like partnered with, supported you and everything. It was just so lovely. Um, and then I just remember we, we did something really obviously improper. We were like snuck backstage to come see <laughs> you. And um, I think you were like in your element. And then I came out and I just said to Adam, like, I feel like I'm about to cry because mm. it's just so nice to see someone succeed in such a powerful way. Like the, mm. the atmosphere. It was mad, you, it? you, I, I've never been to a gig that has had that. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. And obviously, I've been to a fair few of my time. You. I like to of like course. to say, <laughs> of um, and like my second to it is when I went to see Wretch. Mm. That's it. But actually, yours in terms of atmosphere. Wretch was meant to be there, you know. Oh my god, I would have cried. I know he was meant to come, but he couldn't make it. Do you know what? At your listening party, I just watched him walk out the building, and I was like, it took everything in me not to run Wait, after him. Wretch came. He didn't come. Oh, to the he party, was at the, he was um, in the building. He was in the building because I went to see. I saw him beforehand. I was with my guy. It was like my day one, yeah, and we were just talking, talking, and then I, I saw Wretch, and I was like, "Yo, yo, what going, bro?" I just did the normal spud, and I could see my boy like, <laughs> like with his eyes wide open, like, bro. bro Shut up, <laughs> sit out of the room, out, walk out of the room, because I didn't want him to bug out in front of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's um actually because it's it's funny. Like back in the day, I have literally walked into people that like, I have literally walked into Stormzy. <laughs> Yeah. not said anything and gone and then yeah. just like ran off i'm like the, sometimes i'm sometimes so uncool it kills me um but yeah wretch just walked through and i was like oh my god oh my god and adam was just like there oblivious and i was like dude what is wrong with you like focus that's where wretch works though man like that's a fit it's mad it's mad because you have to so for me I, I don't i don't get starstruck innit? i get starstruck by like 
Ian Wright. I got starstruck when I saw, I met Ian Wright and I was like, and Lizo from Newsround. Do you remember Lizo? Oh, that's Lizo. Yeah, yeah. I, met, I met Lizo. I was like, Psh, I'm getting a selfie. Like, cool. But okay. like, by like, people in the music scene and stuff, I don't really, Oh, that's good. I don't really I get starstruck. I don't know who, but like, I do get starstruck and I just, I just know how to, I've got really good composure in it. So like, for example, when I'm in the studio with Rich, he's calm. The whole day in my head, I'm like, fucking what? <laughs> like, bruv, like, no, this is mad. You got his number, like his DM man, he's messaged, I, I, we can talk. If I message him, he'll message me back. I'm like, right, this is crazy. Mm. But I didn't say, I didn't even get, I didn't get gassed until, not even after. It was after he left. Couple hours later, I went for a walk on my own. Then I was like, Phew. I did a big exhale. I was like, yo, this is mad. Da, 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 da. Like, oh my God. taking what you're doing. But at the, at the time, but I see all these people as peers as well, because I think I'm in a position where I've been idolised. Mm. And I know how it feels. And it, and it feels weird. <laughs> <That's the answer. laughs> it just feels weird. Like, it just feels weird because you're just a human. And the music that you're... Firstly, a lot of the music that like you're 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 talking from a place of imperfection. So mm. for someone to see you as perfect for talking about your imperfections, logically, it doesn't that's, tweak. You know, you know what I mean. That's so interesting because, like, obviously, like I'm a big fan of Ranch, but his um, album with Avellino, um, Young Fire, Old Flame. Yeah, it's it's one of my favorites. It's a great album and. I go back to it every so often, like if I'm struggling or whatever. Like oh. that is my album. What's your tune in Dracre? No, Crucify, um, and the fifteenth. Fifteenth is my is my shit store. Um, the one with Young's Teflon on it as well. Yeah, yeah. And I think like for me, like music, and I said this to you earlier, but like if I share a song with you, that's me declaring that I love you. Like not in like a romantic way or whatever. Like it's just I love you. That's the line I've drawn. I can't take it back. Like whatever happens after this point, if you hurt me and we no longer talk, like that's not going to go away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's how I feel about music because the attachment of emotions that I have to certain songs, like ancestors, hmm, really? like is that your one? Yeah, I have such an attachment to it. Yeah, same. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, and I think like it's it's those moments. Like if I ever met Rich, like I don't know how I would explain to him. Like, this is what you did for me. Like, you help. Like, I'm here's my dark place, and here's the light, and you help me get from there to there. Yeah. And I think that that's sometimes like you, when you say you talk about your imperfections, like, it just makes it okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it's I, just weird, though. Like, I, <laughs> I can't explain anything else other than it's weird because, like I said, we're very human. A lot of the places mm-hmm. we come from, like, I don't know about everyone because I've met some very arrogant people and I'm, I'm very confident in my ability I know I'm great <laughs> I know I'm great I know I'm amazing I know all these things but yeah. also I know I'm not as well and I know also the music is like a I'm a vessel of a message mm. of an emotion that we all feel it's a shared experience yeah. on my chest I got tatted um, it's actually something that Rex told me in the studio it's, um, it was mine until it it was mine until it was ours yeah so like when you make the song Mm. you're just like I wouldn't be able to make the songs that I would make uh, if I didn't if I wasn't able to share the experiences that I've gone through with people that I've gone through them with yeah so Halos is about death yeah Mm. 
I wouldn't be able to go through that if we haven't gone through that, if that makes sense. Mm. I'm just the mouthpiece of it and I can communicate it in a song. It's mm. just my art form, yeah? Um, and I know it's a gift and I know people are lucky to have it, but also it got me through at the same time. So, And I'm sure same with Rich. So mm. where you say a song took you from here to here, definitely did the same thing to him. Mm. Also for his bank account. Do <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Literally took him from here to here. So you can like, thank me for all yeah. the Spotify lessons. <laughs> Them streams. So it's it's a weird thing. It's a weird thing maneuvering this new like level of we can call it fame. Um, I definitely think you're famous. Say again. I definitely think you're famous. Like you've reached that that level <laughs> oh, of credibility. Oh, I don't feel it. I, I feel it sometimes. Now I'm stepping outside. I'm like, okay, maybe I am. Do people ever stop you in the street and be like, oh my God, hi? Yeah, yeah. That's that's happens more regular than... And because it happens regular to me, that's my life, isn't it? So I'm like, mm. oh, this is... People are just saying hi. It's calm, like, yeah, you know my music. Yeah, cool. But then... And people... And not many people do the whole, oh my... <gasps> it's jo-. Like, not that. It's more just, mm. yo, bro, like, I see you, bro. You're yeah. sick, yeah. Yeah. Whereas like, at the show, it's a different, different... At the show, it's different. On the tour, it's different. Because I know it's... it's it's my night and everyone here that's has come f- to see me do what I do but mm. so that's that's when it's more like okay cool yeah yeah I'm that guy <laughs> <laughs> I'm that guy and it, and it's nice it's beautiful jazz cafe was beautiful I've not I still not that's still not sunk in because I've yeah I still not sunk in because I've not oh, really I've not spoken to many people about it about it I've, I've spoken okay. to people and everyone's like oh no it was sick bro but I'm, they're also like I know everyone wants to talk about it more, but they don't want to talk about it more because they don't want to make you uncomfortable. They don't want to make me uncomfortable, so I'm like, okay. cool. But I also want to, I also want to witness it through other people's eyes. I think it, yeah, it was just, it was such a proud moment of seeing, because obviously, like, you know, it it's hard, especially like I say, ordinary people, because you know you're, <laughs> you're famous, but like to see someone succeed in such a way, hmm. and also watching other people like i loved the people watching Mm, mm. like so we obviously we sat like up at the top and um we got to look down but it was it was the absolute build-up of like your um pre-acts yeah and like people's excitement growing yeah yeah, yeah, it felt like i don't you know where a fire rises and the heat goes straight you know it felt like that like it was coming higher and higher and i think like it was definitely one of those moments where it was like, oh my God, like I don't like that was oh, a, that was a all mad, the feelings. Yeah, the energy in the building was nuts. Like, yeah. The energy in the building was nuts and I knew it. And I knew, that was the first time I knew it. Like I actually was like, no, nah, this is, yeah, because I did the tour and mm-hmm. I'd seen what it was like on the tour. Everyone, like, everyone that came on tour was like, oh my gosh, George is the final act. Mm. Blah, blah, blah. We're here. This is the guy. Yeah. But obviously London was going to be a new level because I knew I was doing a full band. So I knew... The energy will be higher because you've got five people, seven, six, seven people on stage instead of one. Yeah. So already the energy is higher. Then you've got all the people in the building that are from London. And it's yeah. like, oh no, it's, it's the homecoming, it's the finale. It's also at Jazz Cafe. And I'm like, oh no, this is a... And then when I got there, I remember thinking, oh, this is going to be like a... Talking to the band, I'm thinking, you know, this is going to be a normal band show. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> and I've got there thinking, oh, each member of the band is setting up their own thing. But then it's like what's happened again I've gone in and I'm like I'm seeing like 20 people just setting up equipment and I was like ooh <laughs> okay this is a big show I was like do you need any help like Jordan what are you even doing here I got there 
and I saw 20 people setting up <laughs> the equipment and I thought oh my gosh okay okay this is a okay this is a big deal because <laughs> usually like I remember there was a time when every single person that was working for man with me I would speak to them oh wow yeah 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 just because just because the team was small yeah so I spoke to the MD of the band and thinking oh, okay it's just gonna, like I said it's just gonna be the band I get there there's a man hired to set up microphones there's a man hired to set up lights I'm like oh huh, nice to meet you <laughs> <And I'm> like, <laughs> okay this is okay cool okay okay this is a big deal and then, and then I started thinking okay this is a big deal I don't even if me being there is, hin- is a hindrance Mm. I got there two two hours before my call time. My call time was at five PM or something. I got there at like three, just because I thought, you know, let me pitch in and help out. I got there, they were like, What are you doing here? <laughs> you don't need to be here, bro. Go chill out. I was like, Oh, cool, like what do I need to do? And then my MD said, Listen, what you need to do is perform the fucking songs <laughs> and do your thing, bro. Trust you're the star, you're a star. And I was like, Oh mad. Hmm. Interesting. Cause I don't know. I just don't see it. Is that way? Yeah, I don't, I don't think you're. I don't think you're meant to. I think if you see it, then. Mm. My second favorite thing that you did was just take a shot on stage casually. By the way, see, I took the shot. Yeah, I'm a bulletproof. Yeah, I was. Yeah, yeah. I was like, mm, okay, yeah. <laughs> liquid courage, evidently. Yeah. Um. It was all an act. No, I'm joking. Yeah, well, <laughs> I always do a shot on stage though. Oh, do you actually? Not always, but I do it when I'm when. At first, I thought it might be because you know how like an acting. Like if they're having whiskey inside, yeah, yeah. yeah, I was like, oh no, you're not gonna do that. And then Could I was like, tell? no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no Can you tell after I drank it? My friend was like, no, that. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm very comfortable on stage. I've realised. That's so good. Yeah, I'm very. Com- I didn't realise how much of a thing it is because because mm. I've always had it in it. So yeah, yeah, I find the stage very comfortable now. Well, now I do. Although I got nervous for the first time recently when oh. I did I did a show not for the first time for the first time in a long time I did a show in Paris and I was nervous for that it was oh, my really? first show in Paris yeah yeah beforehand I was like I went to Steve I went bro I think I'm nervous you know <laughs> like, I don't know how I, I think I'm nervous I could because I, could, I, I didn't know what nerves felt like but like yeah. I couldn't sit still which is normal anyway because ADD but like yeah. it was a different kind of not being I couldn't eat yeah I was like hmm okay I think this is what nerves is, you know. <laughs> I remember what it feels like, and it and it was actually really good to feel it because I feel like I'm on a new level after Jazz Cafe, and there's a new. It felt like an end of a chapter. Jazz Cafe felt like the end of a chapter. Yeah, I definitely felt that. Yeah, mm. I just I think there's there's something so much more exciting coming from mm, next. Mm, um, mm. and I think like. Also, I think this is like the beginning of your journey, and I know that for for you, it might be like, well, no, I'm like midway because obviously I'm you've been doing it a long like time. I'm, I'm, but actually, I just feel like this is just the spark of the beginning, mm. and like, you know, one day when you headline Glastonbury, <laughs> I'll be like, I might actually get Glastonbury tickets. <laughs> yeah. I just like the idea of sitting in like my own filth for a week doesn't seem appealing, but you know. Dead. If there's a day pass, maybe. Yes, yeah, um, that's the one thing, man. Because them festivals are dirty, man. Dirty. I, I stayed at one earlier this year. We out here. <laughs> we out here festival, and yeah, I was gonna stay Friday to Sunday. Oh really? Yeah, because no, uh, was it Thursday to Sunday? Yeah, Thursday to Sunday. 
and I left Saturday morning. <laughs> I left Saturday morning. I was like, yeah, I'm done. I said, I'm done. I'm out. I am done. This is disgusting. There's, there's this- so many creature comforts. I was talking to my friend about it and he goes like quite a lot. Yeah. And like, he's been for a few years and I'm yeah. just like, I don't, he was like, you know, there's the pace you've got to keep up, like the drinking. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like everyone has their own experience because obviously there's there's different music and you go in and out, or whatever. And I was like, I can keep up with the drinking. That's not an issue. I can keep up with the pace of the music because I'll go wherever I want to. Like I don't give a like if people aren't with me, that doesn't bother yeah, me. Like yeah. I'll just go see who I want to see. But it's it's the tent thing. It's the cleanliness. And it's the lack of toilet, the toilet and the lack of shower. Like I need those creature comforts. But yeah, also man. the glamping situation is so expensive. You could buy a house. The glamping thing is mad. The glamping thing is mad. I I, I know people that have worked there, so they can get. Oh really? A better pl- yeah, yeah, yeah. But I might do that one. Yeah. I'll tell you what, you tell me the year that you perform. I might be, be doing. Like, that, I might be doing that show. You know. I might be doing. I might be doing that shit. Okay, but I can't get a day pass for that. Can oh, I? you're you're ganging it. What is it? Depend- well, we'll see. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll, we'll find <laughs> we shall out. See, isn't it? We'll find out. Twenty twenty four. We shall see where things I go. Hope so. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, yeah. I hope to do Glastow. That'll be a that'll be a dream. I want to do, but you've got to do the Glastow thing. I've been told it's like you first you do you start at the small stage, yeah, and you build your way up, out. and then you get to the big stage. And I want to do it properly. I don't want to skip yeah. any steps. So this next stage is like, yeah, it's like I've just opened a door. It's like I've just opened that door and there's a beautiful forest mm. <laughs> right behind that door. And I'm like, oh, snap. Like, I thought I thought this room was nice. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that forest is, ooh, okay, cool. Interesting. Yeah. So, And okay. it's like you walk into that room and you realise you can fly. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. oh, like, could that, even coming out of my situation, I was, um... I think I said to someone, someone there was an event or something, yeah, and I was like, oh, that event's cool, man. Like, is there any way, you know, is there, what do I have to do? do I get, should I buy a ticket and stuff? Like, I was like, what do you mean, buy a ticket? You're George. I was like, <laughs> I was like oh yeah, <laughs> huh? <laughs> yeah, you can get a sense of entitlement yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, I was like, oh. but there are some things. And I, I said this to you earlier, where I was like, why weren't you there? Mm. Like, you should be in, like. And again, like it can be called arrogant or entitlement or whatever you want to call it. I think that should be a confidence because you do walk in the room and also your music changes things. Like Mm. definitely, you know, we'll be in movies, we'll have like that stuff is going to happen. It's just a case of timing. I think it's a case of like when. And I think that people will underestimate how much you've already achieved yeah, yeah, yeah. when you go forward. And I think that you see that with so many other people. Like you see Stormzy when he was in, um, oh, what was it called? Noughts and Crosses. Yeah. And like, I think that might have been his acting debut, but yeah, like yeah, yeah. loads of people oh, no, would was, want. Um, adult Brotherhood. Brotherhood. Yeah. Terrible film. <laughs> that film's terrible. He's good in Not So Crosses. I'll say it to him as well. He was, that was not a good film and he didn't... Okay, so controversial opinion. I didn't like Not So Crosses. And I didn't I, like and Crosses. Do you know what? I'm dedicated... I the book though. The book is insane. Yeah. And actually, I I said this to Anna. I was like, if we ever had a daughter, I would name her Persephone. Ah, uh, there we go. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't match up. It doesn't match up. The, what I saw in my mind and what I saw on the TV screen... It, it just doesn't... Yeah, and I think that was one of the things. It didn't match up and I didn't my heart wasn't in it yeah, yeah, yeah. that I way that. but like it's not to the book at all but the books 
insane. Mallory Blackman has my heart forever, like forever. Um, and I think that, but yeah. And also I had to rewatch the episode that Stormzy was in because I totally missed him. <laughs> and I was like, no, I have to be dedicated to seeing Stormzy. So I like that though. Like, I, I think, yeah, I like that. I think there's something about, like, I don't want to act until, you got to earn your stripes. And I don't want to act until I know how to act properly. You know? I, I want to do it the right way. I don't want to just be. Hang know. on, you've done short films though, dude. Like, yeah, but I've not acted. I've not acted. You've been performed. No, that's not acting. Right. I've not acted. Like, when, you, know, you know acting, like, you know acting. I've just performed my song. I think I'd be a good actress. I think you'd be a good actress. Oh, do you actually think so? I'm not allowed to say actress I anymore. think, oh no, sorry, actor. Oh, God. <laughs> just in general, actor. Yeah. Um, I would love to do it, actually. There's, um, I'll, I'll share this with you, and if it comes true, like, yeah, I'll manifest, but no? manifest it. So um, there's this series of books, actually, they're on my bookshelf. Um, and it's called A Court of Thorns and Roses. And it's it's a fantasy thing. Um, but there's this one character in it, and it's a five-book series, but there's one character called Morrigan. Mm. And essentially, she's got my background in terms of, like, her parents weren't great. She was quite heavily abused. Um, and basically, she comes out of it, and she becomes this all-powerful human being. She's not the main character by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> but I... <laughs> when I found out Hulu were doing the, um, had got the rights for the series, yeah. I emailed them. I was like, this person is me. Mm. Like I am her. Like we have the same sense of humor. We have like this, we have this. And I just wrote like five paragraphs right. of why I should be this That's character. Man. Um, but you know, I haven't heard anything. So we'll, dedication, we'll see. I just think that sometimes, you know, where you're like, especially I think authors, Authors have such power to change narratives. Like Mallory Blackman did that for me. Um, I think that Jodie Picoult, she's mm, quite like, mm. she, you know, drums the lines of like what your morals and your ethics will be around certain things. And um, yeah, but I think like more factual people like Afua Hirsch, you know, I, I've never had the privilege of meeting her. She's a G. I don't, I don't love her book, if I'm honest. I just, I'm, I'm not, I like stories. I like stories, isn't it? I like I, I like stories. Take okay. me somewhere. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. Let me escape this. Uh, let me escape reality for a little bit. <laughs> That's just preference, though. It's, like the book is amazing, of course. Yeah, but I think um, like I really love listening to Akala, and I like Natives. I liked um, there's quite a few. There's some books that I've written, uh, read, not written, but um, that were really hard, and I think that sometimes like they can be quite academic and stuff, and like. I can lose interest mm, really quickly, mm, but mm. like, gotta stick with it. I think. Because I think you can learn just as much from a storybook. Alchemist is the book that changed my life. It's a story. It's a fable, isn't it? Mm. And I think there's something about that that's just, I don't know, entertaining for me anyway. Like, take me somewhere. Yeah. Like. No, I hear that. As good as the information books are, non-fiction is that what we call it? Yeah. yeah well, as good as the non-fiction books are. Yeah. Like. It's just like I said, it's just personal preference, and there's there's a role because I really like natives as a book. Actually, I felt mm. like I was talking to Akala, or he was yeah. talking to me. Yeah, I yeah, could yeah. Hear, I could hear him talk in his. Yeah, oh, it just like the the eloquence of how he speaks, and to get to like, because I think sometimes, especially like, and I I guess you would get this from music, like there is a pinpoint of like that is the exact emotion and that is the exact yeah, thought yeah, yeah. and he has just such a way with like sharing that 
in a thoughtful way and i think like yeah so um halos for me um my aunt passed away and it was a period of time where i wasn't speaking with my family Mm. and i wasn't able to go to that funeral Mm. um simply because of the politics of the family and that the day of her funeral i watched it on zoom because you can do that now and um after that 23 yeah yeah, um i listened to halos on repeat Mm. and i for the first time in my life i hate journaling i'm not the type of for my career i write and i think because i do it it's like i've got to know who my audience is i can't write for me um it was the first time i ever wrote for me i haven't shared it with anyone too too i'm honored um i'm honored that i helped you find a moment to do that yeah yeah because i think everyone needs to express and for me good music makes me write music Mm. the best music makes me pick up a pen and go oh shit i need to make some music (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. i need to get my ass together bro (laughs) genuinely so like no that's real i think yeah halos was a that's one of the moments it's it's a song that's bigger than me Mm. because i'm not the only person to lose someone in it so yeah yeah and i think that's why that's why i I, I, it's not it's not me i'm a vessel in it genuinely like it's not me all of this i just help translate feelings you know yeah and yeah feelings are universal man like there's only a finite amount of emotions that we can feel it's the details where things become infinite you know so yeah same story different details most of us yeah so i want to talk about something that is you yeah, <laughs> i want to know school uniforms yeah why how all um, of the in between Pitney uniforms um okay so it was lockdown yeah and the George Floyd stuff just happened mm-hmm. and I, I'd, I'd worked with my boy Jamal who I went to school with mm-hmm. and we were just like just thinking bruv like we started doing a podcast together we were just we were just in a in lockdown everyone was thinking of new creative things that you can do mm. and just acting on ideas isn't it and then it came to the back to school period and there was a school in Croydon called Hewitt's. It's the biggest uniform store in Croydon. Mm-hmm. And there was a long queue. That was like It was in the news. It was like five-hour, six-hour queues. Oh, yeah, I remember that. To get uniform and stuff. And, um, yeah, I was just like, you know what? This is kind of weird. I'm not really... I'm not really... Up. Why is this Why is this the way that it is? This is stupid. Why don't we just do an online store? Yeah. Why can't, why can't that happen? And I was talking to my boy, Jamal. He, he came to me and said, I said... Come on then, <laughs> go on then, let's do it. Say no more. So we started doing it. We created an online store so we could deliver uniforms, and then the Marcus Rashford stuff happened oh, with the free school meals. And I was like, do you know what, bruv? Like, why don't we do a little bit more? Mm. Let me see if I can get some money from the label, and we'll give away free school uniforms to kids that are on free school meals where we can. And the label gave me some money. <laughs> I was like. I'm like sweet this seems like a good thing and then it, it, there was a huge campaign behind it yeah I uh, saw you on the news goodness me yeah <laughs> <laughs> that was funny that was very funny um, and yeah and then that's what happened to be honest and then it just snowboarded and snowboarded and now we're going away from not away from uniforms we're still doing uniforms but in the form of vouchers okay so we given £50 vouchers to various schools um, and 
now we've we're more of a, we've renamed ourselves as the Pitney Foundation, where we're looking at being more rounded, so less not just school uniforms, maybe work yeah. experience. Oh wow! Okay. Workshop, music workshops, and you know, ways we can connect people to things you know, rather than it just being that. So. Yeah, just ex- executed an idea, if I'm honest. Oh my God, that's lovely. Because mm-hmm. I think, like, it takes... They obviously say it takes a village, right? It takes um, a village, yeah. But, like, I think school uniforms... You know, and I talked about fashion earlier. I, I do like the premise of school uniforms, of, like, you can't tell someone's background by what they wear when it comes to school, because I think education is too important for that. Mm. And I think the fact that you were able to, to mm. do that. I also, however, think that it sucks that it takes a rapper a rapper <laughs> or marcus mm-hmm. rashford to go yeah. mm, no, please do the right thing <laughs> like, why, I'm, why am i doing that i'm a rapper bro. i don't know education i don't work in education yeah i remember thinking that thinking and now there's a responsibility on my head i get emails every day do you every single day people asking for uniforms and i'm like ah, i can't do, do that it doesn't work it doesn't work that way that's not how it works like we we just can't I can't if I if I did it to every single person that emailed there would be no money and we wouldn't be able to do anything um, which is difficult but then like like you said why am I the person <laughs> yeah why it it take, you know why why am I the first person to have this idea and yeah. execute it yeah why is a footballer the first person everyone said everyone always says about how footballers are stupid <laughs> yeah obviously it's a it's a um, misconception but I think it's I think it's interesting because obviously Stormzy has his scholarship. Yeah. Marcus Rashford obviously did their free school meals. You're doing uniforms. Like it's just so interesting that it has to come from a predominantly creative industry that, or like outside of the academic world, right? To then. And build. I've tried. I've I've been thinking about that. You know, how can we make it so it's publicly funded? Uniforms mm. are a publicly funded thing. How can we? And boy, <laughs> yeah, that's going to be a real task. I'll tell you that. I can imagine because there's so much just nonsense. It's I always thought that, like, when I make it big and I have like money in the bank, like money. Um, What's money? Like, like where? I mean, I don't ever want a private jet. Like, that's not who I am. <laughs> but like, money where I would like to do a scholarship fund for middle to lower class kids of color because i always think that the middle class is squeezed that's my opinion um mm. where scholarships can be offered to them yeah, yeah throughout yeah. education like you know i talk about the benefits of private school a lot but i also understand like from a race and identity point of view like had that not been instilled into me of what it is to be culturally this way mm. And I lost that. I lost that for years, mm. right? Like, I told you, like, I came to Kingston thinking I was white with privilege. Yeah. Like, it's... it. That was a really rude awakening, but it, it took a bunch of people to educate me into who I truly am and that mask that I had been putting on the entire time. Mm. And I think that... Um, behind the mask, there's another mask. Well, yeah. yeah <laughs> We're de-layering the, as we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Behind the mask, um, another mask. But, you know, I think that... I'd like to give opportunities to people that aren't always as privileged mm. to even out the playground, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Take, and, it, and it's going to take us. Because uh, uh, as much as I said, you know, why does it take us? It's going to have to take us because, of course, mm. them lot ain't thinking about us. No. no take someone who thinks about us to make it happen for us. So, like, the big politicians who grew up in Eton, mm. 
yeah. Eton, sorry, and only know about Etonian stuff, they're not going to know what happens in Fulton Heath. No. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? They're not going to know what happens in Fulton Heath. They're not going to know that there's five hour queues. No. They don't think, they're probably thinking blazers cost seven hundred pounds because they're that conflated. I've seen pe- I've seen rich people, man. Like I remember, I was at a rich person's house. Yeah, super. Like like when I say rich, like super rich. Like yeah, generational. Yeah, and they're like, oh, you know, uh, how much do we need for shopping? Like for the shop, maybe like seven hundred pounds. And I was like, <laughs> The, the, go on then yeah I'll do this job for you yeah, like, <laughs> Baby, I'll take commission yeah, give me the cash bro yeah give me the cash I'll do it yeah I'll even bring I'll even bring you back change <laughs> so would you though I wouldn't yeah I give him a tenner I give him a tenner like bro even came at six ninety you know result but yeah like so um it takes us that's what I'm learning as well it takes us yeah and I think the one thing that we can't do that I think I probably have done is let it make you cynical. You know, let. That's so true. Should yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah. Or pessimistic. Pessimistic is is a nice term, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it's more PC, isn't it? <laughs> Media trend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well done. I'm so proud. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Long okay. battle, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. All right. Last question before we hit the road, because you literally have to hit have the road. Have to hit the road. Yeah. Um, when you look at how far you've come and we touched upon it earlier everybody wants something from you how because i think i do think that you're good at reading people um would love that talent if you wish to share that (laughs) um but how have you differentiated and has that meant you've like lost a lot of people or just like a few people along the way um this year's a very transitional year I'm feeling yeah. it this year more than more than any other year, if I'm honest, because it's been a big jump. It's been mm. a big jump this year. It's like, yeah, okay, you've already done everything now. So <laughs> like, I've already done everything. When it comes to, if you like, if we're listing out the things that you do to feel accomplished in a music career, mm. sign a record deal, um, I've toured, I've performed in other countries, Woo. I've I've won awards, yeah. Um, I've made two films now. Do you know what I mean? Like, so like, it's like I've I've done it. So this year felt like a big jump, and if I for the first time in a long time I got caught off guard by people. Mm. I didn't see things coming, and I was really hard on myself about that because I was like, oh, "Damn, oh, people expect me to." Some people that really they really expect a lot from me, you know. Like, and it's also that way because because my accidents, but. Mm learning what that actually is and what that actually like actually 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 looks like mm. so where even when you're helping someone you're not helping them enough yeah that's the first time so I've rude. Come. yeah I know it's like oh mad so you've not I always used to say this thing if you give someone a pound every day mm. for two years the, yeah. the day you don't give them a pound they're going to be pissed off at you they're going to forget that you gave them £730 because you were giving them a pound every day for two years. The day you don't give them a pound, it's, oh, snap, what? what's wrong with you, bro? Like, you not like me or something? It's like, mm. oh, bro, I've been giving... I just can't give you a pound today. Yeah. <laughs> That's all it is. I can't give you a pound. Like, That's you know. such a good analogy. Do you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. and I've, I've stopped giving people pounds. <laughs> <laughs> and I've felt that. And the thing is, it's not even that I stopped giving them a pound. Maybe I just gave them 20p. Mm. And it's like, oh, bro, what? 20p? What? What? Only a free ticket? You're not giving me backstage? 
Rah, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, things like that. And I'm thinking, blood but, club. I mean, that's in the most respectful way. Yeah. Like, I've been backstage. Backstage with, is dead. But that's what I mean. Why, you want to be in with the atmosphere. So that's backstage just... Backstage is dead. That's I, their loss anyway, but... Yeah. Um, I just see through it now. And I just see through it a lot right now. And I think... It's come at the cost of me not being as engaged and as and I'm a bit more withdrawn about things. Mm. Um, but also now I know when I do put myself into something, firstly, I'm going to get exactly what I deserve back from it. And secondly, like I, I'm actually going to put all, all of myself into this and it's going to work rather than putting a little, I can only give 70% of myself to this because I'm giving 100% of myself to something else. Like it's just... But then also, like, learning that you can't please everyone. Yeah. And sometimes the help that you get isn't the help that you wanted, you know? The help that you give may not be the help that the person that is receiving it wants. Or needs, I guess. Sometimes or needs. Like, you know, the whole tough love thing. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a tough love guy as well, though. So I'm, 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 I'm very much on tough love. And I'm very much on teaching you to fish rather mm. than giving you fish. And yeah. some people don't understand when they're being taught to fish. You know? Yeah, Adam does that to me. Yeah, I don't. I don't always love it because, like, especially when it comes to DIY, like, I have such a fear of getting it wrong because, like, we've we've literally built this home from I say scratch. It is a flat, so like, obviously the brickwork and the foundations are there. <laughs> but like, it, I called it Grandma's flat because when we went to see it, dude, like, yeah. I'll show you pictures, mate. She didn't even have normal like this. These radiators did not yeah, exist. They were definitely not here. I can see And that. so when I'm doing DIY and he's going, this is how you do it. I'm like, no, you've got to do it because you've got to do it right because this is our home yeah. and it's going to be safe. And if I don't make it safe, like that's on me. Mm. But he's like, if I die, then you're going to have to exactly. do it. And yeah. like, that's a harsh reality and he's really mean about it. And like, facts, I won't necessarily always say it to his face that I appreciate it. Mm. But like now I'm like, yeah, I can measure that and I can do that and I can drill it in. And that's you should fine. say it to his face. Maybe one day. I got, got a bit of pride. You should say it to his face. That's one thing I've realised. Even when I've deeped it, yeah, I've deeped so many people in my network have, like, I got a friend who has booked my other friend for a corporate gig. Mm-hmm. Yeah? And I've not done the thing. I didn't do the intro or nothing. But that's happened because of me. <laughs> you know, it's happened because of everyone, but that's also happened because of me. Yeah. You wouldn't know, X wouldn't know why if Jay wasn't involved. Yeah. So X wouldn't happen, X outcome wouldn't happen if I wasn't involved. And I'm like, damn, I'm powerful. That's mad power. And I'm not going to get thanked for that. And that's fine. Mm. But if you were to turn around and thank me for that, I'll be very appreciative. Very appreciative. Do you know what I mean? That's all, that's all I'm saying. On that all right. note. <laughs> so in the future, in the future, just as an FYI, as I like to be thanked, I like wine, just as an oh, FYI. Oh, you like wine? Okay, cool. <laughs> wine and plants. Well, there we go. So, we go. I'm a plant cool. man as well. I'm yeah. an orchid. I love an orchid. Oh, do you? Yeah. Got, I've got quite, I'm trying to propagate one, actually. If it goes ah. successfully, you can have it. No, 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 no. That's for you. Well, hang on. We have like eight, so you're good. I'll go in then. I'll take yeah, it. yeah. But there we go. All right. Well, on that lovely note, I'm aware of the time. So, time uh Oh, you gotta you gotta run i think it's what five past yeah all right well thank you very much oh bless okay all right we can end thank you no problem oh it's fun <laughs>